Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on, traders? How we doing out there? Welcome to the SPACs attack we got another great show for you guys we're going to talk a lot about some headlines we're going to get into maybe some deal talk ngab fpac rumors and of course we're going to also get into uh some top stocks you guys already know where you guys are at these are the SPACs attack and we're going to talk a little bit about the top SPACs right now on the money mitch radar chris has some deep dive for you guys like always smash the like let's get this party started That's what it's all about here on the SPACs Attack, guys. It's all about you guys out there. So let's go ahead and let's get into my man, the brains of this show, Chrisopedia. Hey, what's going on, Mitch? Uh, you know, happy to be here. Yeah, no uh, guest interview today. So we'll uh, go ahead and take a look at, you know, that watch list, some of the call outs here on some SPACs that are moving, ones that could move. And then maybe get to some ticker time, you know. So if we got some big movers right now, top mover up about 9%. We'll get into that in our headlines. So like always, Chris, let's go ahead and take us back to the headlines. All right. Yeah, time to dive into some headlines. So up first, talking, uh, you know, some merger votes. We have FTOC. Completing that merger with Payoneer, so ticker will change over to P-A-Y-O. No date set for that yet. And then the merger AACQ approved with Origin Materials will trade as O-R-G-N. Uh, again, no date set for that one. And then ASPL setting a vote date of July 12th. With its merger of Wheels Up, uh, so that July calendar, you know, as I said yesterday, Starting to fill up nicely. Um, we've got about a dozen deals with July vote dates. And, you know, I think that continues to get added to. And then two recent deals. Um, just want to talk a little bit about redemptions. We started getting into that the other day. So that FTIV merger with Perella Weinberg. No redemption of shares, which, of course, is a good thing since shares were already trading at $12. Um, you know, hopefully no one wanted to trade their shares in for a $10 net asset value. But that merger TBA with, with Iron Source, you know, we did see uh, around 18% of shares traded in redeemed, um, you know, for the net asset value. So that's, you know, 18% less uh, shares uh, going forward and also means less money for Iron Source as part of that SPAC deal. TBA trading at 1001. Um, you know, so uh, another example of how these uh, SPACs not trading, you know, up closer to 11, we are seeing heavy, heavy redemptions. Then uh, we, we turn to some news today. We have HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS and HERS uh, acquiring apostrophe. This is a personalized dermatology. Um, it, it's a brand that they think is going to fit in well with the company, Gen Z and millennial customers. Um, they have a platform 
you know, for, for treatments, topical formulas, oral medications. Um, you know, so it's another move here by hims and hers. Remember, they also have a line coming from Alex Rodriguez. And then they also announced that uh, marketing and product partnership with Miley Cyrus, which I called out and I think could be good for brand exposure for them. So hims and hers actually on my watch list here, you know, if it can dip again down into the $11 range. Um, but interesting move here on another acquisition. Then uh, one of the most popular SPACs out there to talk about, of course, Clover Health, C-L-O-V. So a press release out today that they plan on expanding into 101 new markets. Um, you know, that's that's a sizable uh, announcement. They, they currently offer Medicare Advantage plans in 108 counties, um, over 66,000 members. So that new expansion is going to bring in an additional 101 counties, 94 are in their existing states, and then uh, seven are in Alabama, which will be a new state for the company. And then the company also saying they have plans uh, you know, in four additional states that don't have uh, new territories being added. So nine states total, plans to expand to more and covering more counties. So positive news out there from Clove, um, you know, with that press release. Then we have uh, LAZR, Luminar Technologies, as Mitch noted, you know, one of our, our big movers out there, up about 10% uh, right now. So Luminar Technologies announcing that it will be standard on Volvo Cars' upcoming electric flagship vehicle. Um, so this is the key, right? Rather than these LiDAR companies having to, you know, sign deals after the fact, uh, Luminar is actually getting a deal where their LiDAR detectors are, are going to be built in to those upcoming Volvo electric vehicles. Um, you know, so this is the, the electric vehicle will be unveiled in 2022, and uh, Luminar CEO is actually joining Volvo Cars at an upcoming event on June 30th, which is next week, where the companies will discuss, um, you know, that future product and its technology roadmap. So keep an eye out, LAZR, um, you know, these LiDAR companies. That, that's great news uh, right there. And then uh, Blade, B-L-D-E, uh, more news out, uh, up to 60,000 hours of flight time a year on its electric vertical aircraft beginning in 2026 for the Florida and West Coast markets. That's a deal with Embraer's EVE unit. Um, you know, so Blade, lots of news out recently. And we have a rival, ARVL, which was a hot one um, last week and shares are up 4% today. Uh, they announced a, a partnership with ST, or ST Microelectronics. So a decent move there for Arrival. Um, you know, we're going to dive into that one in more detail, um, you know, on a future show. Uh, we had Arrival on. Uh, it's been a favorite of, you know, the, the, the host here. Um, positive news out there for them. And I want to remind everyone, we do have an event today. Uh, SRNG, Soaring Eagle, that's the SPAC bringing Ginkgo Bioworks public. There is a investor day today. Um, which I called out last week. Uh, I think, you know, we hear more details on 
why Ginkgo Bioworks, all those different partnerships in different segments, you know, from cannabis to plant-based food to, you know, working with agriculture giants. So, um, you know, definitely uh, interesting. Um, and I think that could be a big catalyst today for SRNG. Our, our deal announcement yesterday, NGAB, shares ended the day up 1%. And we do have a couple of rumors and a couple of deals to dive into. Uh, so up first, we have ISOS is rumored to be bringing uh, Bolero public. So this is a SPAC led by two former executives of World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, Bolero is the owner of AMF and Bullmore Lanes brands. So they have more than 12,000 lanes, 300 venues, 28 million customers annually. Um, you know, one of the biggest bowling companies out there, um, several partnerships, and they, uh, you know, this could be a, a large reopening play, right? So ISOS, getting a rumor here, deal has not been announced yet. Um, we did see shares trade up a little bit yesterday, but this is another one, shares trading at 975, where we could quickly have that gap filled you know, on a deal announcement, getting it closer to the $10 level. And as I said, uh, uh, it could be a reopening play, which could attract investors. And then our other rumor, MBAC, uh, Bloomberg reporting that Sinoverse, a, a Carlisle-backed messaging company, in talks to go public uh, with that SPAC, MBAC. Um, don't know a ton about this company, uh, so dive more into that uh, later or with the deal announcement. But uh, definitely keep an eye out. Um, again, these Bloomberg rumors have been pretty spot on. Some of them have been taken a, a little bit longer to actually get, um, you know, the deal announcement here. And then we turn to our deals. So announced, you know, uh, around an hour and a half ago before the show started, we have ENFA. This one was rumored to be bringing BuzzFeed public before. That deal has been officially announced. So ENFA, uh, a merger with BuzzFeed, which calls itself a leading culture-defining platform for digital content and commerce. As part of the transaction, BuzzFeed will acquire complex networks, uh, which is in, you know, aimed at millennials and Gen Z. Uh, with that acquisition, uh, BuzzFeed believes it will be a leader of that next generation of media uh, a strong portfolio of brands in key categories uh, like fashion, food, music, and sports, um, and also lifestyle. Uh, transaction to close in the fourth quarter. The new ticker will be BZFD um, for BuzzFeed, which I actually think you know could be a strong ticker for them. Uh, that portfolio now will be Complex Networks, BuzzFeed News, uh, HuffPost, and BuzzFeed Entertainment. Um, also tasty lifestyle brands. So a decent portfolio uh, of digital content, again, heavily aimed at Gen Z and millennials. Um, they had positive net earnings, uh, compounded annual growth of 26%. Um, it looks like 806 million minutes per month across their properties. Revenue projected to grow 24% this year to $521 million and fiscal 2022, $654 million. This deal being done at an enterprise value of $1.53 billion. And then our other deal today, we have IACB. So this is a, a merger for Innovid. 
InnoVid stands for Innovation and Video. This is the world's largest independent ad delivery platform for connected television. Um, current investors include Goldman Sachs and Sequoia Capital. They expected to close in the fourth quarter. So founded in 2008, InnoVid provides advertisers with a platform for that targeted advertising on connected television, mobile television, and desktop television. They're the only company with an ad server purpose-built for connected TV. They already have infrastructure that's used for platforms, including Roku and Hulu. They also have a partnership with uh, Comcast for ads delivered on the Peacock streaming platform. InnoVid was the first and only inter or company to have an interactive Super Bowl ad uh, launch. So that, that's a key for InnoVid here. A $200 billion television advertising market that they see shifting from linear television to connected television. So they think that they can grow tremendously in that market. Um, they focus heavily on the top 200 television advertisers, which actually make up 75% of the ad spending dollars here in the U.S. They work with 40% of those top 200 advertisers. Um, they plan on growing internationally going forward. Revenue of $69 million in fiscal 2020, forecasting revenue to grow 38% to $95 million this fiscal year and $130 million in fiscal 2022. Their existing clients represent 90% of revenue, and they have 80% gross margins, a goal of hitting a range of 80 to 85%. So high gross margins from this company in a highly attractive growing category, IACB, the, the merger today, uh, shares now uh, about flat at 992. This is one that I'm watching. You've heard Mitch and I both talk about this, uh, you know, uh, targeted advertising. We, we've seen several of those companies go public. We've got Pubmatic that, that Mitch had on, you know, Money Mitch. We, we've talked PubM. We've talked, you know, Trade Desk, some of these other companies across the different Benzinga shows. What, what do you think, Mitch? Uh, I know you're a big fan. Connected TV and, I mean, those 80% gross margins – Gotta love that, and working with forty percent of the top two hundred advertisers. I mean, that's a that's a huge customer base, um, you know, for the U.S. market here. Yeah, definitely something that it's definitely going to put it on my interest. You guys know how I like that targeted ad sector. I'm, I'll tell you one thing: uh, I'm actually going to be talking about it a little bit later today. So, well, well, you guys will see exactly why I like this area so much. And really, I mean, if you take a look at the biggest names in advertisement, right, we're talking maybe Google, Facebook, look at what they talked about in their earnings call. What did they say really stood out that surprised them was that advertisement revenue and how it had jumped so much. I think, you know, one of the things that a lot of people thought about when the pandemic came was that ads were just going to go completely away. No, but what actually happened was it's not that they went completely away. Yes, money went away for a little while, but then money got smart. It said, let's start focusing on targeted ads versus just putting out ads out there on linear TV. And, and, and if that's what's going to be the move, I think you're going to start seeing a bunch of new companies step up in here. It's not just one because the solutions can be done. 
And, and that's why we see multiple companies really taking off uh, the leader in this one. So you guys can always watch it, it to me. And I think Chris would call you agree to this one would be trade desk, the trade desk, because they're, they're definitely the, the highest kind of market cap, have the highest uh, market share. But then everyone falls underneath them. So let, let's go ahead and let's watch that. See how they go ahead and, and kind of get some uh, Chris. I think you mentioned to me on this one that they have some uh, some kind of deal. They, they also work with Roku. Yeah, so Innovid actually has a partnership with Trade Desk. And then, yeah, they provide the platform for ads for Roku and Hulu. So, I mean, when you talk about some of the biggest players out there, Roku and Hulu, you know, obviously well-known. And Innovid actually helps get ads onto their platform. Um, you know, and then they also work with Peacock, right? The new streaming uh, platform from NBC, Comcast. Um, they actually have some exclusive deals uh, as far as the Comcast and the Peacock stuff goes. So, you know, as Mitch said, there's many players. So some of these platforms use more than one company, right? But Innovid also getting some exclusive deals, which could help them stand out um, in the market. So definitely what I'm watching and uh, ready to dive more into here. Definitely interesting, Chris, that you note that about the Peacock, because if you guys know, I mean, Comcast actually gives you a kind of uh, on-demand box that you can get Peacock for free if you're an internet user for Comcast. So essentially, all the internet users could essentially become Peacock users, which would get these targeted ads. And and let's not forget that uh, NBC uh, and Peacock have the rights to the Olympics, Coming bum, up bum, in July bum, and August, and they already said that, you know, there's record advertising dollars that NBC has recognized. So if you connect the dots, you know, NBC seeing strong advertising demand, uh, Innovid providing ads for Peacock, I, I think, you know, there's some upside there uh, moving forward with the Olympics. So definitely on my radar here. Definitely, definitely, guys. Let's go ahead and let's get into a little bit of our watch list here. Then we're going to get into some of the deep dive that Chris has. And then we'll talk a little bit about some top stocks that I'm taking a look at. Um, some you probably have heard about. And, and and I can give some other names. You know, we can go into some maybe some honorable mentions. Chris and I always got a little bit of honor in us. So we'll, we'll definitely take a look here. Uh, let's get into the watch list. Take a look at what's moving out there. I'll let Chris call out if there's any catalyst, and I'll take a look at it technically. But like always, guys, let's take a look at the watch list. Every yeah, every time. I need that song on, on blast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Let's get into our watch list to see what we got out there. What's moving? What's on the move? Of course, I talked about it. 9%, 9.6 now, uh, Lazar, uh, L-A-Z-R, Luminaire Technologies, really taking a lift today. Really, Chris talked about it. It was off of that Volvo news. And I, I was speaking about it on a Twitter space yesterday, Chris. I was like, you know, I, that's my question. You know, there's so many companies stepping up and, and and LIDAR is that it's kind of hard really to pick a winner. I mean, I've seen so many investor presentations. I've seen so many like uh, kind of stats on this, on this. To tell you the truth, it gets me to the point where there's so many that I can't pick a winner. When I can't pick a winner, a lot of times what I either want to do is I want to own them all so that if one of them really takes off, I mean, hey, I can just sell the other ones for whatever they're at and take the big gain on that one. Or I can try to pick one and try to pick a winner. 
at, like you've seen here, I'm even struggling trying to pick a winner. And so uh, I'd throw it to you, Chris. Do you, what, do you, what are you thinking, man? Do you do you think you have the winner or or do you think you're like me, still a little bit trying to figure it out? You, you know, I, I'm a little bit like you where I think there's too many here. It's hard to pick just one. The, the two that I lean the most towards are, are Luminar and Velodyne. Um, you know, they're kind of the market leaders. Velodyne actually has shipped more sensors. Um, I, I think they have some of the stronger relationships. I, I also like that Velodyne, you know, shares have pulled back here. So better uh, buying opportunity. LAZR, though, I mean, the, has been, you know, you know, one of the leaders in that market in terms of, you know, share appreciation since the SPAC deal, which I think, you know, signals that there's strong demand from shareholders. People want to be in this one. And, and that Volvo deal today, I, I think is huge, right? I mean, oh, and then oust, yep, oust your LIDAR. And, and then we had the deal announcement, you know, two days ago for the company that's working on LIDAR, you know, aimed outside of auto, right? So that's another thing. These companies are focused on, you know, auto LIDAR, but there's so many areas that LIDAR can capture. Um Yep, and AJ calling out Ava, which could have partnership with Apple. I mean, there's so many moving parts here. And that's the other thing is, you know, the deal. Look at what the deal with Volvo did for Luminar today. Can you imagine if one of these LiDAR companies ends up getting a deal with Apple? Or eventually if Tesla comes around and says, hey, guys, we actually are going to use LiDAR. You know, Mm because there's been some rumors of that, too, after hating on LiDAR. I, I mean, LiDAR is just such a big market. Where, where I almost do want to own them all, but you know, yeah, yeah. This guy WK man, yeah, hey, yeah. Let's let's just say on on I seventy five in Miami, I used to definitely look for helicopters, not look for police cars. Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing. Lidar is the just future, it, man. The future a, of lidar, bro. Yeah, you can't get such, away from them. Such a growing market, and you know, there's so many items that are going to use it that I, I just, yeah, I, I'm at the point where I want to own them all. But at this point, just trying to pick a couple of winners. Chris, Chris, I think I hear something. What do you I think? What I do hear you hear? Something. The dogs are barking. Bill's talking <laughs> about the dogs are barking. <laughs> Talking about Rye. Rye. Oh, Talking man. about Rye. <laughs> we can't get away from that one. No, we can't. We can't. We had some fun yesterday talking about Rye uh, and, and maybe potential uh, things that could happen for Rye. So, Bill, if you didn't catch that show, I'd definitely check out the end of the show yesterday when we talked about Rye. But I had some fun. Yeah, you know, when the dogs go barking, the dogs go barking. That's for sure. Um, let's keep it going, guys. Microvision, uh, another one there being mentioned by Jim. Definitely, we could take a look here. Um, but really, I, like I mentioned, guys, there's just so many. And that's what I have to really think about. When there's so many, it's hard to really see these companies because there's not really one just like forefront, right? Like just saying like, hey, we already got all these cars. We're into cars and we're coming out. That's what I want to hear. Uh, I don't know about you, Chris, but that's what I want to hear. I want to hear a partnership with a, a company like this, let's say Volvo. But actually saying like, hey, November 2021, you're going to be start seeing these inside the vehicle. And I think that's the first step. Maybe it's not even fully active. Maybe it's just collecting data. But at least inside the vehicle, 
to really start mastering the autonomous vehicle. And I think that's what needs to happen here. So we'll see if it, it happens, you know. Um, maybe you can't even use it at first, but it's just collecting the, the data and it's inside one of these major OEM uh, producers. And I, I think that's uh, uh, something to keep on watch. All right, let's keep yeah. going. Let's go to another one. P-A-A-C. I don't know what's going on. I've been pointing it out, right? Yeah, you, I, called, I every you day. called this one out the past two days. I mean, yesterday it was up like 5 or 6%, uh, up another 10% today. I mean, look at that move. Mitch, the thing I'll say with this one is I can't wait until they get the new name and the ticker changeover. Because look at that ticker and that company name, Property Solutions. I mean, you think, nothing, What would you think? I, right I mean, nothing, the top. It, it sounds like a real estate play, right? Yeah, nothing, property management. <laughs> nothing in property solutions tells me electric vehicle. Now, now, once they get the Faraday future, you know, name and, and really get some brand awareness, I, I think it just goes up more. Um, you know, but this is one of those EV companies working on, you know, more of the high end vehicles, which I think there's still a market for, right? I mean, Let's face it, anyone who's driving high-end, you know, ICE cars right now might want to switch to high-end electric cars. So, you know, it's kind of that, you know, trans translation there. So I, I, I'm a fan of Faraday. And yeah, I mean, Mitch, you've been spot on with these moves over the past week. You know what I think Faraday needs to do, Chris? They need to get with some major artists to support it. Because I think this is one of those vehicles that really, if if this could be autonomous and you can just sit in the back, maybe even having your driver just sit in the front, that kind of thing. That's what I see this vehicle more all of. Yeah, you with know, that it's, giant it's TV in the back, those lounging chairs. I mean, I'm we, sitting we in the saw back. that. Like, yeah, I want to sit in the back. I don't, I don't want to drive this thing. Like, there's too many cars that you always want to be in the driver's seat this is the the, the one of those few cars that you're like yo just throw me in the back man yeah. i just want to sit in the back seat we don't, don't even, even have to drive anywhere yeah we can just sit in the driveway i just want to be in the back of this car i mean that that tv that that room like it, it's totally different experience definitely definitely look Playboy up today after that interview yesterday. Not looking too bad. A little bounce back. We'll wait for NFT news. I think that's what you got to wait for that one. Let's keep going. Let's go to the next one up here. CLII. What do you think about this, Chris? Starting to make a nice little push here. Yeah, CLII making a nice move. Uh, remember, that's charging infrastructure. EV Go. That vote is actually next week, Mitch, so the 29th. So I think we're starting to see so, some movement going into that, that merger vote. And, you know, I think this is another one. It could be perfect timing, right? Because we have the, the merger vote and we also still have some EV and infrastructure, uh, you know, bills being passed. If all that happens at once, you're going to see EV stocks really get some love and it could be perfect timing for uh, EV go here. Definitely something that we're going to be paying attention to. And it, it has been coming on up a, a, multiple times, you know, for a while you saw charge point, take a lead there and really make a move. Now you're seeing this play. That's kind of like the laggard effect. You know, you start seeing the industry overall just really start taking up. So let's go ahead and let's keep moving. Let's see what we got up next. One that I want to talk about today. Uh, let, let's take a look here. Uh, CCIV did get that Jim Cramer pump. Let's see if it can continue through the resistance. The resistance is 28. I know that's on a lot of people's radar. So we'll see if this can get through that level. I think really I still I'm still waiting to hear kind of the announcement of the vote 
And I think that's what really pushes it through that kind of period that we've been in this sideways consolidation. So if that can happen, I think definitely, definitely keep an eye on it. All right, let's keep going to another one here. I wanted to talk a little bit about let's, – let's talk about this one. I haven't seen this one up in a little while, and it is under 10 here, AACQ. What's up with this, Chris? Yeah, so AACQ, you know, that merger was approved. Uh, it's going to start trading as ORGN probably next week. Um, we did see that dip there, right, uh, mm-hmm. you know, going into the merger vote date. This is one where I'm, I'm a little bit caution, you know, cautionary about because some of these sustainable, uh, you know, plays, they're a couple years away from big revenue. They've also been targeted by short reports, right? We saw some of these companies, you know, really get hit uh, on short reports. Um, so I would be careful with this one. I, I think we see a little bit of a dip next week. And then, you know, once it gets through that uh, period, you know, we, we should see over $10. But I, I think we're going to dip first before we hit that again. <laughs> I just read something in the chat that I couldn't, I couldn't keep a straight face on. Are you laughing at Casey? <laughs> yeah, I had to, yeah, I had to laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> we always get these random comments in the chat that just – have nothing to do with what Chris and I were talking about, but it just sometimes they get to be. I'm not gonna lie. All hail Papa Elon! You know what, guys? Smash the like. All hail Papa smash Elon! Let, let's get some likes. You know, we're having fun on uh, the show. That, that's, that's what it's we're, about. We're bringing you, you know, what's moving, why it's moving, and, and we're gonna, you know, talk about some that are on, you know, our list uh, going forward. So, Mitch, you want to dive into to some of these? Uh, these uh spacs here i'll work myself in here let's let's look at, let's take a look at, at frx what what are you thinking here we're starting to get a lift when when do we get the change over to body it has it been announced today no so that'll be that'll be next week i believe um either friday or next week um if that is approved but you know that this is one right and i i've got some notes here but frx i mean you go from having the name Forest Road and FRX to having the name, you know, Beachbody and, and I believe B-O-D-Y, you know, that's a huge move. And this is a well-known brand, right? So the past mm-hmm. couple SPACs that have had well-known brands and decent, you know, tickers, I guess I would say, we had Weed Maps, you know, M-A-P-S. We had 23andMe with ticker M-E, even BarkBox, you know, ticker B-A-R-K. That one shot up to like 14. It has come back down. Um, But I really think once this changes over to to body and and gets, you know, that well-known brand out there, I really think this one is due for for a rip. And I do own shares of FRX. I've been in this one for a long time, dating back to the units, um, you know, based on that management team uh, of three former Disney executives. You know, and again, you know, Beachbody, Mix Fitness, which is going to be a, a, a possible rival to Peloton. But really, you know, it, it's cheaper and it's all about that ecosystem, right? Mitch, when we had Carl on the show, it, it's all about ecosystem. You can pay one monthly fee and get access to, you know, workout videos, uh, a connected bike and videos you can watch while you're on the bike, uh, a nutrition, a supplement program, right? I mean, one monthly price and you're going to get all this stuff. Beachbody, it it has this huge membership base that now they can cross promote to. You take those millions of people who are already doing Beachbody workouts and now you tell them, hey, we also have this connected bike. 
and, and we're going to offer it to you, you know, at a cheaper price and part of your monthly membership. I, I think the, the bike is just going to sell itself. I mean, I, I like FRX here. I think that changeover body, you know, rips next week. Definitely, definitely. I'm going to be keeping a watch on this one. We're hearing multiple people in the chat, you know, supporting FRX. Um, one of the things that I definitely say, oh, it looks like someone's saying it's Monday, the, the ticker change. We'll take a look and just kind of confirm that in a little bit. But, you know, definitely keep it on watch. You know, one of the things is it did get a run up before this and then it kind of just cracked down. But I think that had to do is partly with, with the market kind of turnaround. And now we're getting right back up there. Now the big question to me is holding kind of these pullbacks and getting through that $11 price point because once we get through 11 you know you start getting some clear skies up to 12 and then after 12 it really does get you some clear sky there's actually a gap up here uh, that it gapped from about 1227 up there towards 14 really I want to see this one start moving and getting volume like we did on this big pop we got 5.6 1 million shares traded there yesterday we got 2.45 million shares traded let's get it it's okay to have a sideways day it's all good. If this even comes closer towards this level, the key is holding that 1038s on pullbacks today. If it can kind of keep going and trending on up, making what? Higher, higher lows, higher lows. That's what you want to see. The stock closing higher, 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 and then getting up towards that level. I think this one could get ripping and that's FRX. I mean, at the end of the day, um, one of the things that I have seen is I do think that you're going to start seeing kind of a, a, a move into kind of like what you normally see at the beginning of the year in January, you know, the, the new year workout kind of plan. And this is the new year pandemic kind of plan. That's what I'm thinking you're going to see. You're going to start seeing people be like, this is the, the new, the, the pandemic's over. And this is the new me. I'm going, I'm getting my body on, getting that beach body working. So yeah, I mean, when, when you think we'll about it, Mitch, right, we, we see all these travel stocks up, right? We see pent-up demand for travel. People want to go on cruises. They want to go on vacation. The, the other thing that also supports that is talk about all the weddings, right? We saw so many weddings delayed during the pandemic. Now you're going to see, you know, tons of weddings, right? Uh, you know, post-pandemic, because you can invite all your friends and family and what do weddings also mean? People want to be in shape. They want to look good for, for the weddings, right? They want to be in shape for these vacations. So I, I think that's spot on, you know, that this summer people are going to be working out. And whether that's at home or at a gym, I mean, it just supports this thesis on body even more. Yep, yep. Let's go ahead and let's get to one that's mentioned in the chat here. Pe people asking, Solar, Solar, you, you, that's a great question. I, I wonder what's the answer to that. Let's go ahead and take a look here. Uh, talk about Payoneer and why is it at 1050s? Mm -hmm. So let's take a look. Let's see, let's see, let's see what we see here. So one of the things that you do see is a strengthening of these candles, right? So one of the things is like we saw the same kind of candle, right? In FRX, let's say you just had this and you didn't see that new stuff, right? So let me go ahead and, and take off the, the banner there. So you don't think this is FRX there. Um, so you got that push up there, right? And then it went sideways at 10, tried to shake people out right here when it cracked 10, that's called a shakeout candle right there. You know, it's not much that you're going down there. You went down there, what, 10 cents on a $10 stock. You're talking less than a, probably like a 1% move there. One, 1.2% move to be exact. And so 
that the kind of shakeout a lot of times will shake out retail traders and then all of a sudden the institutionals pick it up um and and so you see this big candle pop back out that's a good looking sign because this is a bullish engulfing candle and it actually closes and if you look at this body what does it do it covers all this whole area so that shows strength in that area that shows that there was some buying through that range and now it pulled back towards kind of that that support that happened here at 10 didn't break the 10 and reverse right back up so it's looking good it's starting to trend up the biggest thing you want to see is this volume get back up to spiking we got right here six million shares traded right that caused that spike then we got a pullback into these levels where i think institutionals were adding in here 2.6 million 2.4 million and 2.6 million to me that shows someone averaging down there big and so what they were trying to go ahead and get as close towards that $10 look on the average and see if it can start popping on up there. Now that you got up towards the 1050, a lot of times what you're going to see them look for is that next level up holding kind of the 1025. So you see how this body closes at 1025. Now let's start seeing if the body can close above 1050. That's what you got. You got two wicks above 1050. Now today you got above 1050 and now you're pulling back right underneath it. Look for a little curve back to the close and see if you can hold that 1050. That gives it a better look. And then it starts looking for a, a push up there towards 11. All right, let's go ahead. Let's go into another stock that you got, Chris. Let's, what, what other stock do you want to get into now? Yeah, you know, I, let's, let's go to sports betting, right? You know, we talked mm. about this um, earlier this week. Uh, we had the big news then, uh, Canada, right? So Canada has approved uh, single sports betting. And, and, you know, there's going to be several winners from that. And, and in the SPAC world, I think the biggest winner is DraftKings, DKNG, and, and Genie, right? G-E-N-I, Genius Sports. So, you, you know, Canada, its population would make it the seventh largest state in the U.S., I believe. So right now, you look at the states that have legalized uh, online sports betting. You know, Michigan's one of the bigger ones, and we have, I think, the the tenth or eleventh largest population. So as far as top ten states go, not many of them have legalized online sports betting. So then you look at Canada, and it, it's essentially the seventh largest state by size, and that whole country now has access to online sports betting you're going to see these sports betting companies want to tackle Canada, right? I mean, and DraftKings already has access there. They have daily fantasy playing. You know, they, they have uh, some partnerships. They, they have a partnership with the NFL to be the official daily fantasy partner. They're, they're, they have customers, and they're going to be able to market to those customers now. And, and Genius Sports, right? As more sports betting companies launch in Canada – they need data. Genius Sports provides the data, right? I mean, Genius wins every time a new state or a new company launches. That's just, that's how it works. You know, they, they have that data that companies need. So I think Genie is, is a great way to play this. And, you know, so yeah, people throwing out some other names. So Penn, uh, Penn National, I don't know how big Canada is going to be for them. Um, MGM, I do actually like MGM, and they actually signed a deal with Wayne Gretzky not too long ago to be the face of their MGM brand, which I think is going to be- Spin it off, man. Spin they, it they off. They need to. That's exactly. If, if MGM was a separate company, I would buy shares right now. 
I, I've used MGM's platform. They, they have huge market share in the states they're in. They're growing in Michigan. Not many are growing here in Michigan. They're taking share from, from Barstool. I mean, that's yeah. just the way it is for MGM. They're taking share from Barstool. The other big one is SCORE, S-C-R. It's not a SPAC, mm. but SCORE Media is huge in Canada. They're, they're actually, they have a partnership with Penn National. They're 5% owned by Penn National, that's another one that I own and, and that I'm looking at here, score, media, and gaming. But as far as SPACs go, DraftKings, I, I got to stick with the leader. They, they actually have partnerships in Canada. They're going to be able to launch. And, and then if you just want to play the whole Canada market, I still think Genie, Genius Sports is, is the best way to go. What do you think, Mitch? Canada sports betting, you think, you know, what do you think of the market here? Well, first things first, I want to point out that DraftKings held that 50 that we talked about yesterday. It was going to be so important for it to hold because it kind of had made that bounce back, cleared the gap, went up to, to the gap, and it actually held the gap. That's what's important now. Now at least um, let's take a look here at the overall market. I mean, you could take a look. You know, one of the things that we've been seeing, and I think that you're going to start seeing, is that these plays are cyclical a lot of the times. And I think even the announcements – are cyclical themselves. A lot of times what you're going to see is that in summertime, I think you're going to see gambling stocks go down. I think it's just going to be a cyclical kind of stock where you see that kind of pull down and in, in, in kind of going into the summer. But going into fall is really when sports kind of get hot, right? We get the NFL to come out. Um, you kind of get the baseball playoffs to come. Then next thing you know, boom, basketball starting up again. And, and, and that's how it is, you know. And so we're going to be paying attention to see how that affects these companies. Now, in Canada, Canada is all really about hockey, right? I mean, right? So we can think about hockey, right? And that's why I think you see SCR do so well. Um, you know, one of the things that they do really well is hockey coverage. So I think, you know, definitely keep your eyes on that one. And, and also keep in mind, who has the partnerships with the NHL? Who has partnerships with NHL teams? Maybe that can help them really get a lift in Canada. Like, you know, there's some big hockey teams, you know, the, the Mon Montreal Canadiens. Um, you, you're going to start seeing who supports them might be the one that their fans end up using. So that's what I wanted to bring up. You know me, always trying to find uh, the story in it. To me, that's the story. Find the fans, what the fans like. And then follow that to see if it kind of follows throughout the whole country because the word of mouth will start moving. And I think that's what really you're going to see in Canada. Yeah, definitely. I want to hit on uh, two here quick, Mitch, before I know you've got a couple of you're watching. So, so we hit on CCIV a little bit. You know, yesterday, uh, CEO Peter Rawlinson was on CNBC. He, he discussed, you know, their, their factory in Arizona they're on track to deliver to customers by the end of the year. So here you have a couple catalysts, right? You have uh, Lucid Motors has not set a vote date. That, that's one catalyst, right? When they announced the vote date for the merger. And then two, they haven't done deliveries yet. When they actually announce those first deliveries later this year, I think shares go higher. So the other thing they talked about yesterday was reservation numbers. So back in February, they had 7,500 reservations of its Lucid Air, which was $650 million in sales. Yesterday, Lucid said that they have over 10,000 reservations for the Air. Um, 
So that's a significant jump. And, you know, before people jump out and say, hey, that's only 10,000 reservations, you know, Tesla sells way more cars than that. The stat that I saw from Electric is that in the summer of 2012, before Tesla delivered the Model S, it had 12,000 reservations. So again, remember, when Tesla hadn't sold a car yet, they had 12,000 reservations. Here you have Lucid, who's going after a higher-priced vehicle. They haven't delivered a car yet. They have 10,000 reservations. That's a pretty similar line there um, you know, in the sand. So the other thing is CCIV. I mean, Mitch has pointed it out on the chart, right? We keep holding that $25 line here. Also volume, right? If you look at volume on CCIV, it's still insane, right? Yesterday, 13.3 million shares traded. That was the highest of any SPAC out there. So you had SPACs that announced deals yesterday, had rumors yesterday, and yet CCIV was the leader by volume. I mean, people continue to trade this thing, which makes me think, hey, when we get the date, when we get the orders you know, filled and the deliveries, I, I just see this thing going higher. And, and I do own shares, you know, full disclosure, but CCIV... It's all about deliveries here, right? And when they deliver the vehicle, they get that date. I just think interest in this name is going to pick up again. What do you think, Mitch? I definitely do think at the end of the day, I mean, the interest is there. I saw the other day um, people putting up pictures of a Lucid Air that was driving around California. On the street, um, yep. Yeah, I saw that one. And so that's what you want to see kind of more of, really, right? Because like, let's compare it to a company that's struggling. Bill, out there, ride. We'll bring up a ride again, right? So you see those prototypes, but a lot of times you see those prototypes in special events, not just driving down the street, right? And so that's what I want to see more of. I don't want to see kind of prototype talk. I want to see more of everyday driving, everyday kind of people just that have access to it and, and, and are using it. to. I'm sure they're collecting data and that's why Lucid is allowing them to drive around. But that's what I want to see. I don't want to hear about you going to an endurance competition and not being able to make it to the finish line. That's that's not what I want to hear. Because at the end of the day, I mean, how many people are using that endurance truck to go into a competition like that, right? Perfect example. So I want to see people using this on an everyday basis, showing it off. Another thing, artist, artist, artist. Chris, I'm telling you, influencers are what's going to drive these what drove Tesla? Elon, Papa Elon. Yeah, Papa Elon. <laughs> Papa Elon. You already know that that's that's what really made it rocket. I mean, you need that kind of face behind a company to really make it lift off. And that's why I feel CCIV still needs something behind them because I don't think their CEO does it to me. Their CEO just doesn't really just kick it out the water for me. Yes, they have experience but they're not exciting people. They're not like on Twitter talking like about Elon. to the moon. They're not Elon. They're not Elon. That, I mean, we got to be honest here, right? Yeah, and so definitely. with that being said, maybe they need something like that. I've talked about it now. Like let's, let's get some influences. Let's get, let's get this into some, maybe some, some music videos or something like that. I think that's what really can get it going and get it on everyone's radar versus just the people that are, know about lucid voters and want the stock to go up i'm talking 
actual car fanatics all behind this vehicle because it's around everywhere. That's the kind of thing that I, I want to see. Um, maybe you see some big names really start taking it and, and, and then also saying that they're taking it over a Tesla. I think that's that would be an important yeah, the decision. Co the comparison. Yeah, that, yeah that's like that's a key there. That's a good point. Yeah, because I mean, if you hear like the the people that have the money to buy the the Lucid Air and to buy which one the are you going flag, to pick? Yeah, which one would you really take? If I lined them up right next to each other, gave you the keys, and I said, "Turn one on and take it for a ride. It's yours." Yeah, which and then it and then it comes down to you know who who is CCIB? Who are they going to win? Are are they going to win from existing EV customers? Like, like you're discussing here, Mitch, or are they going to win from, you know, people who have never owned an EV before? You know, they, they're obviously going to get some of both, but which one's going to be more important? And I think that's a key there, you know, and especially as they get some lower priced models, because right now with the higher priced air, they, they're going after people who most likely already own a, a, you know, luxury EV. So interesting comments there. The other one I want to hit on quick Mitch is PSTH. I did see someone in the chat asking about it. So yesterday they held their analyst day. Uh, I said during the show, I was going to go back and watch that. So holy cow, over a hundred slides, three hours long, including a Q&A session. So, so these are my key points. Um, and again, this deal is, is so complicated, the, the structure of it. They, they tried to break it down the best they could, but Essentially, it's based on the current rate. So if you own 100 PSTH shares, right now you would get 64 shares of UMG, Universal Music Group. Um, and, and that rate could change later on. So they highlighted the, the growth of music, right? So music as a service, you know, could be similar to a software as a service uh, model here. And, and owning uh, streaming if you subscribe to a streaming service like Spotify or others, it's actually cheaper than a, a movie or TV streaming platform like Netflix, right? So they said that music has a lower subscription cost. Then Universal has 32% market share versus 16% for rival Warner, um, more than or around double the revenue that Warner had. Uh, a couple other exciting things, you know, during this presentation. Uh, Mitch, he, he said the magic words, right? NFTs. So, so Bill Ackman yesterday saying that music could be the ideal art form for NFTs, that they could transform the music industry. So you think about all the artists, right? And Mitch is showing some of them there. All the artists that Universal has, and now you throw NFTs into the mix. Obviously, there's some upside there that you know might not be uh, priced in. The other thing is Universal Music Shares, they're going to list on the New York Stock Exchange Euronext in Amsterdam. Now, Ackman actually said yesterday that he's talked to the New York Stock Exchange and they are game to have UMG shares listed in the U.S. Now, that, of course, will be up to the board of directors, but it sounds like Ackman wants these shares to list in the U.S., which I think would actually help them you know, trade higher. He also said that uh, maybe a dividend could be paid in the future. And, and then he also said that he wanted to buy more of Universal Music. Uh, PSTH getting 10%. He tried to get more like 18%. Um, and he said he plans on buying more in the future. So there's another catalyst, right? Throwing that out there. And then aside from that, 
You're also going to get the Remain Co., which is going to have $1.5 billion for an additional deal. And based on Ackman's comments yesterday, it sounds like they're already in talks with a company that they had talked to before to, to land a deal. So I'm actually starting to circle back for PSTH. Um, you know, we're at 23 now. You know, this is the traded at $34 earlier. You know, that, that Universal Music, I, I think, is a strong brand going forward. And, and I like his comments yesterday, Mitch. So I actually was pretty pleased by this analyst day from Bill Ackman. Definitely, definitely. I think you got some good news out of it for sure. I mean, multiple things that were talked about there that we could talk about. And for sure, I mean, NFT, I mean, you you have to say that artists are probably one of the best ways that that's definitely going to keep moving on. I think I've heard of uh, multiple ways that they could definitely be used. And I think if, if there's any way I've heard of the blockchain really being used well, it's definitely looking towards artists and kind of music. So look towards that to continue growing. I think that's the only way you kind of continue moving up. Because if you think about it, artists has been struggling as of late, um, I think in the last 10 years to really make money based off of their music themselves. They mostly make music, uh, money off of kind of uh, advertisements and promotions. And, and, and that's where they're making their money, really. It's not necessarily on, let's say, making an album. Albums are, are, are gotten to the point where it just they get downloaded right i mean you're, you're not you're not buying the album a lot of the times now and so i think this is the move that can continue to bring up the artist and, and bring some revenue back to the artist so i think that's going to be a focus and i mean artists want to make some more money of course so they're going to definitely try to figure out ways to continue moving into nfts and i think the record labels themselves are going to do this and, and so you're looking at at some of these artist names and i mean can can you really have better names? I mean, they definitely lead in so many different genres. It's not just one genre. You know, you, you're talking Carrie, look Carrie Underwood now. I mean, there's just so much. And, and then that's what I like that they do is that they're not just in one genre. Let's say like if it was like a, a, a just a kind of a rap label and, and it just had rap artists under it. But this has everybody. I mean, Luke, Brian, I mean, you got country, you got rap, you got uh, hip hop. You're, you're going to have uh, you, you got Stevie Wonder rights. You got and you, Bob and Marley you've got rights. All the, you've got all the decades covered, right? I mean, you saw Queen, you saw the Beatles, you classics. saw Stevie Wonder. So you got classics and you got some of the best selling artists of today, right? So you're talking decades. I mean, that's that's huge. I, I, I am starting to love this play. Mitch, uh, we only got a couple oh, minutes. Oh, your left. favorite, what? Chris, Lana Del Rey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Beatles, I mean, that was nice to see. They're one of my favorites and Queen, too. But, uh, Mitch, we only got a couple minutes left because I talked oh, too long. What, what are you watching out there? Um, what SPACs, uh, you know, before we wrap today? Well, I can tell you, I don't want to leave. I've been having fun today with Chris and enjoying it with Smash our chat. Like, Everybody's a having show. a good time. Mitch, did you just bring back albums? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm probably the only one that's probably buying some albums. <laughs> I like to get some records, guys. I still play records. I'm, I'm an oldies type of guy. I definitely play my records, and I have my Bob Marley, my Pink Floyds, my Jimi Hendrix, but let's get off of that subject. Top three here is specs that I'm watching right now, guys. First things up, MP, 
MP because it's been doing a pullback, now pushing up today. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to see, that that quick push up back, right back up there. I think this one can start attempting to get through that 36 and really start getting through the 40s. Once it gets through 40s, I think you're overall looking towards 50 by the end of kind of the start of the next year. I think this is what you see continue moving on up. One of the things that you did see is this stock did do an offering around this 41, 42 price point. So when you get up towards that level, look for some overhead supply to start selling into that because they probably got stuck there. So they're probably looking for an out. So maybe look for that to hit you some resistance. But after that level, I think you can get up there towards that 50. Next one up I'd talk about would be Genie. We talked about it a little bit earlier, so I'm not going to go too far into this one. You know, you guys know, full disclosure, I am long in this one. Uh, the, the only stock I think I've ever had and ever said on this show that I, I would possibly hold this one forever. Uh, I don't think I've ever said that about any stock. And I mean, the reason why, guys, is I just feel like at the end of the day, they're going to continue, continue, continue developing. And I think that offering that you saw, there's, there's two types of times where you see offerings happen. One is because the company actually needs to grow and it needs the money to go ahead and and and, and like kind of invest in servers and and different ways to can continue being the leader in their data. That's what they're trying to do. At least that's what I think they're trying to use the money here for. And then there's other times where you'll see offering when a stock is going through the moon and they just feel that they can get investors and, and get that investment into the company. Perfect example we've been seeing just was mentioned yesterday, AMC trying to raise money again. Perfect example, just to kind of explain like a different type of offering. The offerings in companies that are looking strong and actually looking to continue using that money for growth is a good is a good idea. You know, it does hurt some shareholder dilution. And that's why you want to be and making sure that you're getting in on supports so that when you get these big pullbacks, you're at least near these levels. And now I'm sitting in here around 845 averaged in. And, and now it's trading at 1940s. I'm looking for a rip through 20s. My first profit would be up there towards 22. But really, I'm looking probably to hold this one uh, at least for a year hold. Get the tax advantage because I think this one's going to break through that 25. All right, last one I want to talk about is DMS. DMS, guys, it's 12 o'clock, so I got to wrap this one up quick. Digital Media Solutions. We talked about a company a little bit earlier talking about advertisement. Look how this one's been holding that $10 price point and, and, and really holding well, even though a lot of uh, kind of SPACs came down all the way back down. Let's say maybe this one would have come back down towards these levels where it kind of broke, broke out of. It went from a kind of a 732 price point all the way up to 15 the high was 1527. Now we've pulled back towards this 950 multiple times, really starting to push up. I want to see if this one can get through 11. 11 is going to be that price point that could get me long in this one. And I could probably ride it on up there towards the 15. We'll see if this one continues moving. Of course, programmatic advertisement doing really well. And I think that you're going to see continue to see companies like this digital media solutions. What is that? What does that sound like to you guys? There's solutions to really trying to get your targeted advertisement out there, whether it be kind of in mobile apps, whether it be in streaming services or even TV for that call. So keep your eyes on this one, guys. This is a DSPAC DMS digital media solutions. And I think this one could start ripping. They had a great day already. I mean, five, five, five point seven, three percent. So we'll keep this one on radar. Anything else you want to mention, Chris? 
Chris, Mitch, I, I got to tell you, I just got word that we can go a couple minutes longer today. You know, that power what, hour what? team. Not, not ready to go live yet. So Play that dr- rocket. So drop drop those tickers in the chat, guys. Let's try to get through a couple real, real fast here. We're going overtime. So so up first, I see TPGY. This is another charging infrastructure play, Um, you know, merging with EV Box. They're they're one of the leaders in Europe. Uh, Mitch, what do you think of this chart, TPGY? I mean, this thing has come down uh, tremendously here. Uh, I'm not in love with it, but I, I do like that they're a leader in Europe and they also have that catalyst of coming to the U.S., sneaky 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 that's what i'll say about this stock reason why i'm saying it's sneaky is because it actually filled the gap it filled the gap up you remember how it had this gap up here it came back down filling it on the downside that's what you want to see a lot of the times when a stock has a gap on the chart you see how right here on the 19th we actually filled that gap down towards that level now we're starting to come up above that bounce in that level like kind of get stuck in this channel you want to let it get really start pushing back out with some good volume same kind of volume you saw on that day where it got towards that gap down that's that's those institutions, guys. I'll tell you, I, I, I'm not 100% sure, so don't kill me. Don't come after me. But I think those 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 are the sneaking institutionals. They understand how those gap downs kind of work and how you can go off of that level and look for a quick, almost immediate bounce back. And look how you got that back up there towards the 13. They could have already been taking some profit, but we'll see if they kind of get some big volume ads down by the level that they got in they got in somewhere i I think you know the high on this candle is 1290 low is 11 so you got to think maybe 1125s around that level is what i'm looking for it to come back down to and bounce off of so we have this level right here this 1150 let's see if it it already kind of touched it once let's see if it comes back towards that level again and then we get strong through the 1250s that's what i would be looking for in this stock Getting up there towards the 14th, you want to see shares trading over a 1 million mark. You, this stock averagely trades around 400 to about 500 to 700,000 shares. Get it over that million mark. Get a nice volume spike through that level and then it can keep moving. I'm seeing someone in the chat, uh, Nate, mention uh, NAUT. This is one that's on my list to do more research on. This is Nautilus Bio. It went public. They are backed by Jeff Bezos. For anyone who watches the show, you know, biotech, not my specialty. So I got to do some more dive into this one. This one, though, if you pull that chart back, Mitch, I mean, that thing spiked all the way up to $26 on deal announcement um, or possibly after the deal announcement even. Um, So this is an interesting one. And again, I got to do some more uh, deep dive into what they're really focused on. Obviously, Jeff Bezos being involved is a big name. Um, but not sure. Charlie in the chat, can either of you give us a definite home run in the next 30 days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Let me throw it up for me. I would play in baseball if I could I give hit you, a, you a home run. I just got you one. <laughs> if I could give you a definite home run, you know, uh, I maybe you should be following my Euro 2020 picks right now if you were looking for definite home runs because more of those have been home runs lately. Boom. Or, or, oh, Otani, Otani hitting home runs for the Angels right now. He's pitching, he's batting, he's doing it all. Uh, Charlie, how about you come back to the show tomorrow? Mitch, tomorrow, 
we're going to talk about some companies that have announced deals and may be ready to rip. Again, they're not guaranteed home runs, but they might I'll catch rip. you a home run. Mitch, did you hear that? I told them, come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about deals tomorrow that could run. Uh, SPACs that have announced deals or have rumors that, that we think could trade higher. So not necessarily home runs, but we'll at least hit some uh, doubles and triples tomorrow. How about that, Mitch? I'll pitch it to you, Chris. You already know I'm going to be setting it up here. Got the magic fingers working. <laughs> All right, guys, we went a little extra. Please smash that like. We're almost to 100. We had a fun show today. Uh, you know, great time. Come back tomorrow. We'll do more ticker time tomorrow. And as I said, Mitch and I will be talking some of the, the SPACs with uh, deals that we really like out there. So come back tomorrow and stay tuned for Power Hour coming up next. Coming up next, the Power Hour. Don't miss it, guys. Yesterday, they had on Playboy. Find out. It moved. Could have been based off that interview. Find out next. You guys, hit us up in the comments below. What do you guys want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? That's what it's all about. It's about you guys out there.